regret to inform everybody that Juniper has been banned from RFTB as well. It's Radio Free Topag and I'm Audrey. I'm Donovan. Banned from everywhere. I'm I'm gonna I'm being gang stalked by everyone. Not even just Elon Musk. <laughs> everyone is gang stalking me at all Damn. times. I haven't Alf. seen that shit. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, yeah. Every Alf is gonna come after me next. Goddamn. It's <laughs> Alf over. and the Noid. Just like nineties <laughs> mascot characters. I need a I'm gun. Just in your shit. You I do. need a gun. You do. <laughs> Someone. It's crazy. Hit me up. I go outside and there's people out there. I check my phone and people are texting me. I am being gang stalked. <laughs> I show up to work. Everyone's watching me. People say hello. What the it's fuck do up. they want? They ask me to, to serve them food and I'm like, what the fuck? What do you mean? I'm standing behind the counter. It's all a conspiracy is basically what I'm trying to say. It is all a conspiracy. Uh, welcome to the program, June. Welcome back. We're glad Thank to you. have you back. Yeah, uh, no, I had so much fun uh, hanging out here last time with you guys. On this terrible day, though, because not only were you banned from Twitter for <sighs> speaking free speech, but also the AI bot uh, developed based on uh, <laughs> Juniper learning data sets was also banned i know yeah that i thought that you know elon musk he loves ai he he just launched grok um his his like little <laughs> ai and here's my conspiracy theory he saw that my bot was threatening his and he he took it out he took it behind the shed he took <laughs> it Your out bot could have definitely fought grok and won oh absolutely, absolutely. and he knew this he knew this <laughs> so yeah no i i'm gone again it's over um Fuck. it's 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 probably mostly over unless i decide to come back again which knowing me is probably gonna happen in like yeah. five days yeah i was gonna say give it a week i can't wait to see the juniper parody account that somebody's gonna make where they pretend to be juniper yeah well. yeah no I, it's fu funny story actually after i i made a brief new account and that got suspended and that was just like, it was just like me again. Cause I was like, you know what, like, fuck it. And then after that, I was like, okay, maybe I do need to pretend to not be me. So I made a June parody account and it got suspended <laughs> at 1000 followers. It got suspended Come at 1000 followers. I like uh, just made it. So Jesus. they have a hit out for me. Like yeah. no joke. I'm like flagged at Twitter. <laughs> it's insane. Funny. It's insane. A real badge yeah. of honor though. Genuinely rad <laughs> to know that you're like personally irritating that <laughs> that fucking shit bag. It does feel good. It, it's like a little trophy. It's kind of funny. So uh I like at my workplace, I don't really like talk about this part of my life too much. Like I I I've never really brought it up. But a couple of weeks ago, one of my coworkers like accidentally found it was like a week before I was, my main account was banned. My my coworker accidentally found my Twitter and then like asked if it was me and if the podcast that was associated with it was me because they found it through my podcast. And they were like, oh, my God. And and like, I was just like, yeah, you know, like, I don't really talk about this. And now like my coworkers have been like, oh, my God, you have like, like, because they saw that. I got banned on Twitter by Elon Musk. Like my coworkers are Personally. just like now. Yeah. Like so, so my co I showed up to work the next day uh, after I was originally banned. And my one coworker who found my Twitter was like looking at me wide eyed. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> and I, I, it was like eight in the morning or something. And I was like, what are you talking about? Cause like I work at a, like a food place, like a food yeah. factory. So I was like, Oh shit, something happened. Like we have, we have a problem. 
And she was just like, I saw you got banned. And I was like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. I heard you got banned. It's 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 so, so weird. It's so weird to just like I don't know because I, I I I've avoided telling coworkers about that shit. Yeah, so yeah. like it's been a weird like month at work in particular too. Yeah, <laughs> it's just been a weird month in my I life. I don't I don't recall the infraction. I don't recall what you did that got Elon's attention. Yeah. So what happened is it was like right when um, Elon was. Uh, made that change to headlines on Twitter, where oh, it, it gets rid of the headline. Very epic. So excellent change, good sir. Great change. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? This is going to be like the golden age of clickbait. And um, <laughs> to, to, to to like illustrate that, I put a uh, a thumbnail because it was just thumbnails at first. <clears throat> with this change i I picked an article with a thumbnail of elon musk and then in the like because you can put any uh, caption that you want basically at that point so my caption was (laughs) breaking uh, evidence mounting of elon musk being a pedophile uh mounting quickly or something like that it was like something very similar to that (laughs) and like it it went pretty big it got like eighty thousand likes um and and um lives of tiktok screenshotted that post oh, <laughs> scre- and tagged tagged elon musk God. um and he, she was like oh check like look at this like this is disgusting uh and literally <laughs> elon musk responded to her tweet calling me and um alejandro uh i forget her last name but she she uh, retweeted it she was included I know you're talking about yeah. yeah alejandra or alejandra did i say oh I, did i fuck up her name I believe you did. I think you did. Okay. Oh, fuck. I'll fix yeah. it in if, post. Please, please do. I feel really dumb about that one. Canceled by Elon and the trans community. But yeah, please do fix that. Uh, I feel very stupid about that one. Um, but but um, Elon Musk, perfect. But Elon Musk saw that she retweeted that and my post calling him a, a pedophile. And he called, I think specifically her, Alejandra, um, but I mean, implicitly me, um, I would imagine. Uh, he said about us, they are batshit crazy. So <laughs> so he definitely saw it. He saw me call him a pedophile, which is very funny to me. <laughs> and he, he also got to see that 80,000 people were like into it. 80, yeah, yeah. People people like, went you're right. wild funny. for it. <laughs> <laughs> so like, sure, I'm sad that I lost my, my account. Um, but can I really be that sad when I know for a fact that he saw me call him a pedophile? Not really. I really yeah. can't be too upset. And when the richest dork on the planet sees you personally call him a pedophile. <laughs> that goes crazy. Not many people have that opportunity. So That's like so I, hard. I, I I'm I'm taking that to the bank. That's I'm, hard I'm gonna hold on to that. Yeah. I personally am disgusted that out of the goodness of your heart, June, you acted as a white hat hacker exposing a security flaw in Twitter, I mean X, the everything app. <laughs> yep. And they responded by banning you. That's despicable. I, I just wanted to make the platform better. He didn't fuck with my vision. Sure, I'd called him a pedophile, but he didn't get the vision. He didn't rock with it. It's really sad. It's really sad. 
Also love the response because Chaya, whatever the fuck, one of the worst people on the planet, just oh, all around, one of the lamest motherfuckers in existence, dedicating your life to the shit that she does and also looking the way that she does. <laughs> yeah, didn't she say she was like 28 or something like that? Like It's fucked up. That <laughs> everyone, that, when, when she posted that, everyone was like, no fucking way. No way. It surely <laughs> like, to no. my fucking core Is this the lips of TikTok older. person? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> She's younger than us, Audrey. That's, that's not um, right. <laughs> that's not chill. <laughs> no, it, it, I, I couldn't believe it. I genuinely oh. thought she was like in her forties, but she's a like million percent. She's based. She's my age. Like her and I are the same age, and that's what she's doing. Granted, it's kind of like who am I to say what I'm doing? I'm I'm posting about. <laughs> I'm I'm posting absolute like shit on Twitter. So like, where? What am I to say? Well, the but people the love fact, it. But but the fact that it's like hateful and like she just yeah. All she does is have anger and like she has no whimsy in her soul. What's where's the whimsy? Where's exactly. the joy? There's no joy. I have so much joy. I'm like so happy. And she's miserable. She's miserable. She needs to become she needs to find whimsy in her heart. We've made this point before that like despite having billions of dollars, despite reaching the pinnacle of what capitalist success can look like, <laughs> Elon Musk is fucking miserable. A yeah, percent. all these people. It's it is really funny how obvious it is. How obvious? Yeah, they're just so miserable. They hate everything. They're they've yeah. They don't know joy. Like I don't know any time that Elon Musk has found joy in his life, and I, I mean I, especially people like Chaya in particular. He probably had a really good time guesting on Rick and Morty. (laughs) Oh, God, he probably loved that. That's the pinnacle of that motherfucker's life. Good Lord. Yeah. I just love their responses to come in hall monitor (laughs) mode. And then his, his, instead of like, you could make a joke or something about that, but to default to these people are psycho because they made a very funny fucking joke. <laughs> yeah. Just, right. Oh God. No yeah. joy in these motherfuckers. No joy. Souls. And he he should have. So <laughs> he really should have found the joy in being called a pedophile. Yes. Frankly. Yes. When you're that There's big, a, you have to be able to find that funny. Be humble. It's like the, be humble. It's like the Marie Kondo documentary, uh, The Joy of Being Called a Pedophile. Yeah. That's, where, that's the new spinoff. Yeah. That's coming in 2024. Uh, we came in hot because of the uh, breaking news around June's, uh, you know, the death of the AI bot and, and the recent insanity. We just have to talk about these dorks sometimes. Uh, it's cathartic. This is a podcast about relationships. And June, I have to ask you a standard question in a second. Absolutely. I just, I need to get this off my chest, even though I just told y'all, I'm telling the <laughs> listeners, I think my cat has a UTI or something and oh. I'm wigging out a little bit. So prayers up for Picky. She keeps peeing like small amounts. Oh no. It started very suddenly. If you know what that might be, I'm going to try and go to the vet tomorrow. Uh, well, this doesn't come out till Thursday. So nobody, by the time anybody gives me advice, I, I probably, it's not going to matter. I was like, this is going to go out right now and someone will text me and tell me it's okay. But that's probably, it's not how the podcast works. I, I will tell up you right regardless. now. I will tell yeah, prayers up and I will tell you right now, it's going to be okay. I yeah. This cat's going to make it. Yeah. 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 I appreciate that. I'm it's not, just a little pee. It's just, it's just a little <laughs> it's pee. It's just a little pee. Despite having fucking <laughs> obsessive compulsive disorder and like dealing with some real bad anxiety in the past, I'm, I'm not generally a worrier. I can send out pretty well. 
June, I got stuck in an elevator for an hour last week and with no phone service and Holy the microphone shit. on the emergency phone didn't work. I already told the story on the show. I won't completely rehash it. I didn't even have a fucking panic attack. I fucked <laughs> with a drum machine on my phone for an hour. <laughs> you were just hanging out. You were just rocking I in there. out. Oh, but fuck. as soon as something is going on with my cat, I am fucking five alarm emergency <laughs> yeah. mode. Okay. I need a task force assembled. <laughs> okay, it's the greatest joy in my but life. You, you care more. I think it's, I think it's normal to care more about other people or like pets in your life than yourself sometimes like i think that's a very valid valid thing but also i'm also just like curious on top of this on on top of just knowing more about this but like if let's say you were just in there for an hour let's say you were in there for like six hours do you think you would have eventually panicked at like six hours i think i would have eventually freaked out a bit like I, I, I was, don't get me wrong. Like I had a wave of, Oh God, I'm on the fucking 20th floor. And like, they can't <laughs> hear me and I have no service. Oh, holy shit. And I was just going to get toothpaste. So like, I didn't even bring like a seltzer or anything. That was my primary concern is that I didn't have a beverage. <laughs> to be honest with you. That was where my fucking mind went first. Cause I was just trying to go get toothpaste at this hotel. It's like 11 PM. Uh, I don't know. Emergency situations. I kind of just like, I, ju- I kind of just go call mode. And then when it passes, then I kind of like once I got out, then I started freaking out a little bit. I had like Mm. a big anxiety wave. I was like sweating and stuff. But I don't know how long I could sustain that, particularly just like in a goddamn metal box, 20 stories in the air. I have to imagine at some point I would start like clawing at the walls (laughs) or something. Yeah, like people like in, in like media, people start like eating each other eventually. Like there has to be a breaking point. And it was just me. I'd have to just start munching on my toes or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the I love the joke that happens where like uh, some people will get stranded somewhere and then they like immediately start eating each other. <laughs> yeah, it's like they just wanted to. They just had that in their mind. They're like, I just really want to taste flesh. Oh, yeah, the paramedics, the paramedics find them. And <laughs> like, it's like, two, like 15 minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they were like that. Yeah, I'm like seeing my reflection in the elevator doors and I'm turning into a giant turkey. Oh, no. Oh, Oh, fuck. (laughs) Amazing. Oh, God. So that was my prayers up for Picky. That was my aside. Uh, And I I got some money from the hotel about that epilogue to last week because I think I recorded this like the next day. So that's good news. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Rock and roll. uh, Hotel stays. Prayers up for Picky. Okay, it's a dating advice podcast. Juniper, you've been here before. We hit you with our standard yeah. new guest question about an embarrassing dating story. Yeah, do you have with, a friend of the show question? Question. We do. Oh, now, this show yes. has been going on for, it'll be six years in March. And in the past, I don't know, Audrey, year, year and a half, we spent four and a half years in the lab crafting a follow-up question for returning guests. And it goes like this. How is your dating life going? um so i think i think last time i was on um i mentioned i was in a relationship but i'm, I'm currently not um oh, shit. yeah no it's like okay i i um we we were dating for like a year and a half or like a year and nine months i think just about and it like it just hit that point for me um where like i love her i i like genuinely enjoy uh spending time with her 
um but like that's like about it like i, I like i love her as like a friend i, I realized mm, like yeah. yeah i don't really know how to put that otherwise like it was just like a i like want to be your friend still but like i don't think it's gonna really work in like a romantic partnership sort of way so yeah so that was like really tough for me to like to like break up with her because it's crazy i'm 28 that was the first time i've ever broken up with anyone so yeah so that was like a a, i was really stressed about that because i've only been in two long-term relationships and uh, the first one which i think i mentioned on here uh, last time um um she broke up with me so I like it. Yeah, I, that was my first breaking up with someone. I was so stressed. It's its own yeah. like getting broken up with obviously fucking sucks ass. Oh, God. Yeah. It's like the standard Especially when type it comes of out of nowhere. A hundred feet. Yeah, I kind of did this out of nowhere. I feel kind of bad about it. But like it was one of those things where it's like, I know nothing is really going to change from my perspective. It's the right thing um, to do. It yeah. was just, yeah, it was just the right thing to do because I'm just delaying something i'm going to do anyways um but it's the worst it it was the worst and it was really tough for both of us like when when i did that um that was about a about two months ago now um getting closer to two months it was back in uh yeah like the middle of september um and we have started like talking again and because i I, like told her like i would love to be friends still and it's actually working out we like just hung out um a couple of days ago um oh shit and it's it's working out really well like we're we're actually like friends and i like wasn't sure if that was going to happen because with my first breakup my nine-year-long relationship that where we where she broke up with me i was like like i would like to be friends it just didn't work out but this one is like actually working out which is it's really nice you'll have to see that yeah but other than that, my my breakup, <laughs> my dating life is it's like I I haven't really been uh like dating necessarily. I'm just kind of like hanging out. I'm just uh focusing recent. on myself. I yeah, it's bad. it's recent, and I this is the longest I've been single um since I was Fuck. sixteen. <laughs> oh my I've, god, I have not been single um this long which is like i said almost two months since i was 16 <laughs> in high school wow. so like i'm kind of just like hanging out like i'm having a great time right now um just you know doing doing my own thing it's yeah. i think it's valuable i remember that feeling yeah. i had um so like dated somebody from 14 to 19 uh we broke up and then like a month and a half later i was with somebody else from 19 to like 24 uh and then being single after that it's just like oh what where am i what happened (laughs) yeah yeah because like for me with my my nine year long relationship my first one um i mean we started dating when i was like it was like 16 or 17 it was like right around when i turned 17 um and like for me i mean you're you're so young in high school still like i i didn't really like know myself yet like no no high high schooler knows who they are yet like you have these ideas in your mind of who you are and like what you maybe want to be but like you're you're young and dumb like you don't have that shit figured out at all um i'd like to meet the really self-actualized 16 year old (laughs) yeah they don't exist that would be a problem (laughs) young sheldon young sheldon yes exactly you know you don't want to be you don't want to hang out with that motherfucker it's horrifying he sucks (laughs) that's why they canceled his goddamn show (laughs) um but yeah, no. So it was like I we started dating when I was like real young. We and she didn't know who she was either. And then like 
we were all of a sudden in our like mid 20s and we both changed quite a bit and drifted away from each other quite a bit mm. and it was just a bad relationship for the most of it anyways so like it, it was just a tough time overall um but basically my story where i was going with that was like after that breakup i was like devastated like i was like i i didn't know what it was like to be like single or by myself at all because i was i was just always with her or like doing stuff with her and i always could talk to her um and then all of a sudden i'm 25 never single um in my like adult life (laughs) like oh shit what the fuck am i doing who am i yeah like where where who what am i doing like it was just such a weird experience and then being in this position after this breakup like two and a half years later from that moment it's just like uh i don't know it's it's a way different feeling and and i don't know people i don't know how like old your audience is but like getting older is quite nice i've quite liked the experience of nearing my 30s yeah i dig it yeah yeah it's been a good Uh, time 35 and feeling good about it like I was thinking the other day, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm 35. What the fuck? Holy <laughs> when did <shit>. that happen? <laughs> that um, must be wild. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, the, way I, the way I've been putting it lately is like you know, your teenage years are for figuring out who you are. Your 20s are for trying to be who you are. And then your 30s are for being who you are. Oh, absolutely. That is like so true. It's I, a feel, cool I rock feeling. with that so hard. Now I'm 16 and self-actualized, so I can't do that. No, that's the you know that's the upside to all of this shit because it is its own like particular brand of stress, particularly a first breakup. But breaking up with somebody you care about generally is is brutal. Yeah, because I mean, I still I still do care about her deeply. Like she's like one of my. I mean, I will always say she's one of my closest friends that I have. But there is something you know, good if you've, you've been in relationships for that much sustained time to have some alone time to figure some stuff out Yeah, when at an age when like, you know, when now you get all this relationship experience, you get a better sense of who you are. It's not such like, Oh God, I'm alone. It's more of like a hell yeah. Oh. Well, not a hell yeah. I'm alone. Yeah. It can become a hell yeah. Yeah. And like, from like you're 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 very right about like the figuring out the 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 figuring out part because like yeah when wait i'm sorry uh we we can cut this what did you say before the hell yeah i like blanked out you were saying something about uh oh and like initially the the suddenly being single when you're younger is like such a oh god like i'm alone feeling it's a different feeling when you've got that amount of life experience and know you're gonna be okay yeah and it's like, right. oh, okay, this is an opportunity. There's some excitement and like, okay, I don't know what's going to happen next, but I feel equipped to deal with it and figure it out. Oh my God. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think what I was basically going to say is like it, that going through breakups like that and like they could be rough in the, or they could be like relatively painless. It really teaches you like a lot about like just growing up and handling situations and just like a yeah. lot about like what you want in life. Like after, after my first long-term breakup i like i said i i didn't know who i was i didn't know what i wanted out of relationships i was so young when that started and i never really thought about it too much so i kind of had to be like okay what do i want and then in this break like in this relationship and post breakup i like and who knows maybe it'll change but i feel very strongly about knowing what i want and what i 
like want in a partner and the type of person like that I, I want to be with. Like it's it, going through like this hardship really does teach so much is, is what I've learned. Everyone who's always said that was right. Sad to say. It is yes. very frustrating to say, but, yeah. it, but it is true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah. It can be tough, but like, I don't know. I've, I've only come out of all of these situations more wise, maybe. And better equipped to make Elon Musk even more miserable. And that's <laughs> what it's all about. <laughs> that's my goal in life now. I'm, I'm, I'm an incel now. I'm volunteer. No, 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 not an incel. I'm a vol cell. I'm, I'm a voluntary celibate. I'm just, I am going to counter gang stalk Elon Musk. <laughs> that's going to be what my life is for. That reminds me of the time there was this um, shitty right winger that worked at the Renaissance Festival with us. And he was talking, popping off about, I can't remember what election, but he was, you know, being a shitter. And I looked at him and I said, uh, well, I think we live in the same county, so my vote is going to directly counteract your vote. <laughs> like, your vote doesn't matter because I'm putting my vote against yours. Yeah, it's like uh, it, it's like Yu-Gi-Oh! or something. They're like, okay, this is my attack. And you're like, nope, my nope, trap card. Trap Magic card. mirror, bitch. <laughs> Voting is basically Magic Mirror from the hit card game Yu-Gi-Oh! You heard it here first. Yep, it's counter spells. We're bringing out the counter spells this election. Oh folks. yeah, I got yeah. two blue untapped, bitch. You can't do nothing. <laughs> you it's mirror like four force, cards. by the way. You have four it's cards in your force. hand. Who knows what you got in there? Yeah, you could it's do fucked anything. up. Yeah. Well, you know what else is like a handful of playing cards that you can't see? <laughs> What's that? A box full of relationship questions from oh, our beautiful yes. listeners. The mailbag to answer some questions. Yes. I'm into it. Okay. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hey there, it's me, concerned parent Donovan. Ah, oh, <laughs> fuck. Oh, I'm stressing out about the about the kids. Uh oh, the kids, they keep pissing all over the place and it's <clears throat> worrying me quite a bit. Did you find you, the piss drawer? I found the <laughs> piss drawer on tree. I'm a concerned parent. See, this is this is where the litter boxes and the classroom stories come from. <laughs> kids can't stop pissing. You know what I do to uh, alleviate my stress when What's I'm that? feeling stressed out about my small stripy child. I listen to the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. It's a delightful program. You may have heard of it. Where they talk about relationship stuff and they answer <laughs> questions and they're so funny and they're so cute. Dude, I um, can't believe you got the sponsorship. That's fucking crazy. It's, it's blowing my mind right yeah. now. But there's only one episode a week and I'm concerned more than an hour and change each week. But I got good news. I just found the Radio Free Tote Bag Patreon. Patreon. At patreon.com slash RFTB for a mere $5 a month, you can get a bonus episode each week and immediate access to like 150 episodes in the backlog. Plus, you get stickers and there's a Discord. All stuff that a concerned parent like myself likes. This is this is the most one-note character I've ever fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because concerned parents are one-note as fuck. Yeah, like that's yeah. true. It, it's a commentary on... The, you can flesh <laughs> it out a little bit. Types. You, you, you can flesh it out. Like, they can be... Like, they can be a concerned parent, but they, like, also have, like, gone to jail for, like, destroying a 5G <laughs> tower. Like, like, like you, they could... They, there's, like, layers here you could add. And when I'm not out fighting the woke mob, that's trying to indoctrinate my cat with a UTI, I mean my child with a UTI or something, <laughs> I go to patreon.com slash RFTB. 
uh, join me in the fight against woke. Uh, against woke. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a good Five dollars saving me here. Five dollars <laughs> for radio free tote bag is a statement against woke. Absolutely. <laughs> will, you, will you stand with us? Will stand you stand against with us? woke? <laughs> hey, <laughs> to TV. Stand against woke. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Uh, question box. Question box. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. You can't see Why it, but I'm, I'm doing the doggy. Statements. It's the question box. It's yeah, the segment it of the show where you, the listener, can send us your questions and we'll do our best to answer them. If you're new here or you don't know how to do this or you have a short memory, it's simple. You simply head to our social media at RFTBpod on Twitter and uh, Instagram or at RFTB and the other stuff on Blue Sky or our website, RFTB.me. You don't have to make an account. You just click that ask a question link free suggestion box link box free suggestion box link however it looks and a text box comes up and you pour the contents of your heart into there and we answer the fucking hell out of your question Audrey, what are we gonna what are we gonna read first hello western kabuki podcast well, fuck well <laughs> not quite uh i am nearing the end of a leave of absence from my high stress job and realizing that i don't have any motivation to do anything anymore I haven't looked at other jobs and I really haven't done much of anything that isn't leisure because I simply do not have the willpower to do so. I've never been a self-starter and only get motivated when things, when doing things for others, considering that I'm unhappy in this job, but I am incapable of changing things. Should I stick with it or try to find something new? Thank you very much. I have the same problem. I can't wait to talk about this. Hell, why don't you, why don't you, why don't you start it off? What do you got on this? So you, you hate your high stress job. You're like, it's, I don't enjoy it, but I don't have any motivation to do anything else. Uh, the problem with motivation is it's not a thing that comes to you. It's a thing that you create in yourself and you create it by doing things and you have to like designate a time. You're like, okay. Cause you know how when you're, when you're, when you have to go to work, you go, oh, fuck, I got to do it. I got to go do it. Right. You have to give yourself the same level of import and like doing these things, the same level of like, I got to do it. Uh, so like schedule yourself maybe two hours to look for jobs. And I'm not sure like what industry you're in and I'm not sure, you know, at what level, but I just like scrolled through Indeed and found a job that pays me twice as much and has much better hours and treats me better. Granted, yeah. my job was bullshit, but <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't know how important your gig is. Um, there's better out be there honest, and you can though. find it and you have to schedule yourself time to do it. I'll be honest. There's the, the one thing I have the least motivation for just ever is applying for jobs, though. It's the worst. Like, that's like it's the, the worst fucking worst shit of all time. Like, I, I really do love my current job. I love my coworkers. Like, it pays like the, the best I've ever had. But I don't like I want to move down to Chicago, like actually, 
but the the main thing holding me back is just like applying to jobs because yes. i'm like god damn i don't want to fucking apply to jobs so like i get that so like if that's like also something like i like that that's gonna make you struggle i've found it helpful if you have like someone like apply like this sounds weird but like apply to jobs with you yeah if that makes sense like don't don't have them like necessarily like do it without you like like sit down with someone in your life like a friend or something and like just have them kind of like go through it like if 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 this is something you feel comfortable asking anyone like have them like go like look through indeed or like find websites and have them like do some of that that stuff like uh, like click the buttons type type the words um i've found that easier in the past because yeah, I, I really fuck, dig that. i am i am horrible at applying at jobs it sucks so it sucks. much ass i have been through two no three like long unemployment stretches over the nearly six years of this show i can speak to that because that's something like I struggled with a ton, especially if you're just feeling drained by like depression, being unemployed, or in this case, drained by your main job. You got to make it some way to make it a decent time because, yeah, applying for jobs sucks, but it's mostly because it's tedious. And this may yes. be different for other industries, but for the most part, like it is just clicking buttons and like filling in fields and, and typing the same do. shit in the text yeah, that's box. The worst shit. It's, fr- it's on your resume and you made me <laughs> upload my yeah. resume. Yeah, that, yeah. Sh- that shit is deranged when that doesn't work. But that's all to say that like that means that you have some leeway to like make that somewhat more of a fun time. Put on an episode of the Radio Free Tote Bag podcast. <laughs> I hear we're on Western Kabuki right now, but I hear that's a great show you should check out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the perfect, like anything, like chores are the same way. Shit where it's tedious, but it doesn't take much brain power. I I make it into a decent time by doing that. That's my big one. I'm also big on like Juniper, what you said, just hanging with somebody while you're doing it. You could go to a coffee shop. And then you're going to incorporate the other element that I love is you got to get yourself a treat of some kind oh, yeah, while you're doing yeah. this. Holy shit. Yeah. Treats make the world go huge, round. Holy huge. fuck. Get a fucking coffee cake and a little, <laughs> and like a, a latte with oat milk or something along these lines. If, if it wasn't for all the treats we have in this fucking world, we would be, we would not be so capitalist. Like um, this treats, is true. <laughs> this treats, is true. Treats are shaking capitalism's hand basically a hundred percent you like there is no fucking way that any of us would put up with this bullshit if we didn't have the <laughs> bread and the circus and the like 30 different flavors of oreos holy shit yes oh yeah, my that's, god that's what killed communism is the 30 <laughs> flavors the 30 of oreos flavors. <laughs> i gotta have my chicken tikka masala oreos i'm not just accepting any system that does Poutine not have oreos <laughs> but that's that's my big ones are just something to occupy your mind at the same time another one i like i usually use indeed here here's a little plug for yeah. this monster of the show because they got this shit where you can like it'll be things will be tagged as quick apply i don't know if that's more common in like the field that i'm in if check if that's the case for you because some of them you can literally just you upload your fucking resume information you just hit the button sometimes there's like three follow-up questions yeah you can do like 10 applications in like 10 minutes it's quick to retail and that's actually how i got the gig that i have now was a quick apply gig yeah so look look into that too um but I'd say that combination of things, because if this is draining you this much, I don't think you should stick with this, especially no. yeah. if it's not bringing you fulfillment. Like, 
I don't think anything is worth that level of drain uh, if there's other alternatives out there. But I understand being exhausted and just not wanting to do anything else. So just try to make it a, a relaxing time as best as you can. Hang with people. Go to a coffee shop so you're more focused if you need that. And there's lots of treats at the coffee shop. Approach so it like many. any combination of these things I suggested. Um, but it'll it'll be worth it. Like I, I just switched jobs recently because my old job was killing me. And mm. that doing both at the same time a stressful job and applications and interviews is, is brutal. There's no way around that. But also just like keep reminding yourself that that's not going to be forever. And yes. at least like you're getting your remind yourself that you're doing the right things to get out of the situation that's stressing you out. Even if it sucks currently, it can to always, do that it can always be better. Cause that's the main thing here is if like my pers personally, my job, I have never had a day where I've dreaded waking up to go to it. That's crazy. So, yeah. I, I like wake up. I no like no joke. I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, this is like it'll be funny like i like it'll be a funny day like maybe i'll have a fun conversation with a coworker. so like you have to find that job like a job that causes you stress uh is a no-go it's so taxing it's a no-go yeah i don't know like i think i'm just like one of the most positive people ever like i don't know how I, like I've, I've dreaded jobs but like i've been at this job for nearly two years actually two years as of uh two days ago and wow. or i guess a day ago yesterday was monday um oh, shit but yeah, no. So it's like, I, I love this little stupid job. It's good. You Juniper, find, happy you, you... job anniversary. Audrey, oh, play yeah. that job. Play that job. Oh, <laughs> fuck. Uh, uh, shit. Uh, uh, it's the pussy one. You know the one. classic it's one the that we play one. for it's job anniversary. It's the pussy one. Pussy two. Because <laughs> it's two years. It's yeah, exactly. Two years pussy for two. Pussy two. The sequel to Pussy. Thank you, Obama. Thanks, so Obama. Uh, what a homie. Listen, though, generally speaking, you got this. Don't let this completely crush your soul. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. It is a fucking slog, and it sucks that there's not like, a, okay, I'll be done with this in two months because you don't, you don't know how long this is going to take, but just keep at it. Make it as chill as you possibly can, and I promise you, you'll get out of this eventually. But just based on your description here, you got you to get out of there. Yeah, so yes. We believe in you. You, can, you, you will get there. It's just make make it as as less miserable as you can in the process of finding something else. Then it's easier to sustain doing lots of applications and interviews. Um, but thank you for writing in and update us if any of that helped, because this is close to all of our hearts. I think we've we've all mm -hmm. been in this place. All right, check this one out. Okay. Hi, Juniper Whack and assorted guests. Fuck. Fuck. It's not, it's not Western Kabuki. <laughs> it's not. It is now. We're colonizing your podcast. Oh, it's no. no. We're colonizing. We've no. taken your land. Yeah. No. Sorry. Damn it. We have to like put your flag in the corner or your logo in the corner of our logo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just like you can see uh, a little bit of yours. Yeah. It's just, yeah. But the, the radio and the tote are cut out in the top left. What a bummer. Western Kabuki bag. <laughs> um, my wife and I are having a disagreement about raising our twins Shane and Corbin okay. and this is where I was like this is going to be a joke question I also but, thought this but what follows seems to be an actual question and I have to ask why are you telling why, are, why is that their names why are you telling us this <laughs> my wife's big political advocacy thing is animal rights she is opposed to any sort of animal captivity which means that when the kids want to go to the zoo she balks at the idea 
Usually the kids don't end up winning out, but when we do go, my wife insists about talking about animal cruelty directly to the eight and the 10 year old. I think that this is a little unfair to the kids since they now have to grapple with being complicit in the exploitation of big cats and rhinos. I have suggested maybe breaking these lessons down to them in smaller bites outside of the context of our zoo trips, but she has not been on board historically. What can I do? Do I let my wife enjoy my kids' enjoyment of the zoo? Juniper, is this like an illusion? I, I Western Kabuki is one of my go-to, like I listen as soon as it comes out each week. Oh, how sweet. Y'all, y'all are one of my favorite shows. Thank you. I, I didn't recognize this as being like a reference to anything. No. I think this is just a legit question. Yeah. No, this is just a legit question. Yeah, this isn't like, a, there, there, there's no joke here. At least if, if there is, I'm missing it. Um. Well, so yeah. this shit sucks, you know, yeah. Yeah, zoos are a, a, a problem in ways, uh, but so is all of capitalism in human civilization, like megafinal extinctions even were going on before we had, uh, we, we had like even developed uh, group societies of, of any kind. Yeah. And there's a weird thing to grapple with there. Cause like, yeah, I mean, that's evil. And we, we do all of this damage in these things. But at the, and you need to like recognize that. And generally speaking, I mean, there needs to be a massive shift completely in the organization of our civilizations to, to address that. But at the individual level, like flagellating yourself for that doesn't do anything. That makes you miserable. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think it helps. It's yeah, good to, to me... like make them aware of these things. The flip side to this, though, is like, how do you gain an appreciation for the cool fucking creatures that are out there if you can't, like, travel to the savanna or other parts <laughs> of the world or whatnot and, and see these things? And there is something to be said for the conver, uh, conver God damn it, why can't I think of this word? Conservation efforts that are done by some zoos and also just like the general education that comes out of them existing. Um so like I think her heart's in the right place. I don't disagree with yeah. her. But no, I think yeah, you're just kind of you're freaking you're you're scaring the hoes. Yeah, no, I think that's that's definitely where I'm at. Where it's like her like heart is very clearly in the right place. Like she's not wrong, but it's it's kind of like the thing of like like don't tell like let your kids find out that santa isn't real by themselves you know like yeah they're they're like they're young they're not like choosing to like what they're not going to the zoo because they like know it's evil they're not like being conniving or anything it's not hurting like maybe it's hurting society but it's their kids like there are there are ways to like i i think teach kids these values yeah. without like and even by going to the zoo like you could maybe like do it like to me this is a sort of situation where it's like and i've done this so like i'm shitting on myself here um gone to a family like let's say it's coming up thanksgiving you go to thanksgiving you see some family you get a little too drunk and you decide <laughs> to start arguing about politics <laughs> and like sure sometimes it's fun and i like i half of my family's conservative i love talking to my conservative family especially my father we we have such a great time but like don't like you don't want to go into these situations ruining the whole night for everyone right like mm -hmm. you don't want to like bring down the vibe of everyone like maybe that's like a weird thing to say about like exploit exploitation of animals because like 
pretty bad, I guess, if you think about it. Yeah, because their but, vibe's pretty fucked, actually. Yeah, they, their vibes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess this is their vibe, and we're just kind of like, okay, we're we're, we're yeah. I don't. There, there, there's multiple angles to this that are kind of like. Ugh. I guess my thing is I don't really know how you would handle this. Like, how, like I don't have kids, and I don't know if I ever will. So, like, I guess. I, I don't know how you would like tell your kids this, but I personally, I think the the way the wife is doing it is probably not the best. Yeah. Uh, but I think, I think the more immediate thing here is how to not how to teach the kids, but how to talk to the wife about maybe calming or I don't want to say calming down, but like, um, like chill, like vibing a little bit more, not yeah, like changing not like, the message. Yeah. Changing the message, not even changing the message, just changing how to the relay the message. Yeah. 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 I'm into and that. that I, and that I don't really know. I'll be honest. Cause that's kind of a, this is kind of a strange thing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys have any thoughts on how you would change the messaging? Like talk to her about changing the messaging? Huh. It's now like on the show we call Audrey the wife whisperer. No, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you're setting up way too much for me right now. Um, it's you know it's going to be something along the lines of like you have to acknowledge that the exploitation is happening. You have to acknowledge that her feelings on it are valid, and then you have to guide her to the idea that we participate in movements against these things in whatever ways that we feel comfortable and that we can. She is very you know. She's paying a ticket to get into the zoo too. To so to whatever degree she is complicit in this as well, and she's sort of trying to launder that guilt that maybe she feels for doing that by like trying to push the kids in a certain direction. And the kids can't, the kids can't get on a fucking anti-whaling vessel and go like you know right. blow up an oil <laughs> pipeline or something. You know what I mean? They can't participate at that level yet, and you're not participating at that level. Uh, so it's something I'm thinking it's something like we participate in these things to the degree to which we are able and the kids can't do anything yet. So it doesn't really help to, to really get them militant at right. this point. Uh, maybe use this as an opportunity to, like Donovan was saying, teach them an appreciation for the, for the creatures of this yeah. earth. Um, so that maybe a little later on you can be like. You want to go get out? You want to go to Greenpeace with me? <laughs> yeah, because I, I think that's a great idea. Like, because I think empathy, well, having empathy for animals uh, will will create greater empathy later in your life. And I think that'll just instill good values. Yes. Yeah. 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 They're also just cool and underappreciated. Cool. Animals are so fucking cool. So oh, my sad. God. Yeah. They're, they're crazy. There's so many cool ones. I think what you said in the question, listener, of trying to suggest to break these lessons down into smaller things outside the context of the zoo trips, like, I think that's it. That's you good. You say she hasn't been on board, and I think it's doing what Audrey was saying, basically, of the of the leveling and being like, listen, I your heart's in the right place. I agree with you on this. But, like, you know, these are our young children we're talking to about this stuff, and there's only so much we, we can do and kind of getting them into freak out mode doesn't particularly help things a lot here. Yeah. But the point you're trying to convey is good, I think. And, you know, they are expressing this excitement and going to the zoo and seeing animals and maybe, you know, afterwards, or you're there, they've got information on like endangered species and, and yeah, use that and that kind of stuff. Yeah. 
And like, again, that's not enough, but it's something you could kind of be like, hey, this is something that is an issue. Here is how ecosystems work. Here is how, yeah, and so, hey, look, the way that we terraform the areas in which we live, like, affects these things, and it's kind of a problem. And look at these creatures that we get to see. They're they're being threatened in these ways. Yeah. But you come out of this just a bit of a gentler, you know, tailored towards your, your kids kind of angle than going in there and being like, all of these animals are trapped and they're miserable and everything is doomed. And that's accurate to it, you know, to a degree. And like a lot of zoos, it's just, I, I don't, I don't have fucking kids either. I just, I just got this, this I just, cat that I'm a horrified parent around. Yeah. But you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's just, they're too young to really actually synthesize these, yes, these teachings. Right. They're, it's a little too abstract, I think, uh, for, yeah. for young kids. Um, and that, I mean, Kids are kind of stupid. Let's just be real. Like it's yes. true. You, 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 kids at a certain age, you, you can cover your face and say peekaboo, and that's like the <laughs> coolest shit to them. It's fucking awesome. So, like, I don't think they're gonna understand the intersection of capitalism and animal cruelty. Uh, right, and they can't go kill a poacher yet, neither. So it doesn't yeah. do anything good to get them militant. Yeah. You gotta get them yeah. hanging out with uh, Greta Thunberg. You gotta <laughs> yeah. become friends of Greta. Get them yeah. in with a cool crowd. Friends of Greta definitely sounds like a euphemism for being gay. <laughs> a friend? A fr- are you a friend of Greta? Because <laughs> the old term was friend of Dorothy. Yeah. Oh, uh, that has to be where I came. Where I, yeah. Or, I or for for the Trekkies out there, friend of Derek. Yeah. <laughs> is it a Star Trek thing or is is this like a gay character? He's gay in Star He's Trek. He's extremely gay, yeah. Oh, so it's it's to it's to let people know that you're gay and a Trekkie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Like Andrew Robinson. That dude was in Hellraiser. <laughs> I watched that I for that. the first time with our good friend KRL when I was in New York. That movie is fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> the the character we're talking about was played by the the cuck dad in hellraiser uh, hey so show your kids hellraiser <laughs> yeah do that and be like this is what we are doing to mother earth <laughs> we are the xenobites and no that'll definitely that'll that'll stick with kids longer than any Absolutely. lesson about animal cruelty when i was like five years old i don't know if, why but my parents I was I was like at home. My parent, I think it was probably like my mom, my mom watching me while my dad was at work. She had playing. Um, I forget uh, the name of the movie. I think it was like Attack of the the Martians by who's the guy that works a lot with. Um, he he did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Who's that guy? Tim Burton. Oh, Tim, Tim Burton. Burton. It was an alien Tim Burton movie, an, like an Whoa. alien invasion Tim Burton movie that came out like the nineties. Um, oh, these I, aliens are all fucking goths. What's what's going on? Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's that my low hanging fruit joke. Continue. <laughs> yeah, um, and basically it freaked me the fuck out, and I had like nightmares about aliens for like ten years. So if you show like your child scary like animal videos, like, maybe that yeah, like you can scare them into being um animal rights activists show your kids madagascar 3 escape to new jersey <laughs> yes they'll be like oh shit these animals are up to no good it's good that we've imprisoned them that's another, <laughs> that's another way to process they should be in jail stop show them uh jurassic park but stop the movie right before the dinosaurs get out of the cages <laughs> or actually just show them the whole thing and be like they need to be in prison see, <laughs> see what happens counter your do you counter see your what narrative. happens <laughs> 
If you let an aardvark out of here, it's going to be knocking over gas stations and munching motherfuckers. We got to keep them contained. Sorry, I don't know why we just started going into start like talking about why animals should be imprisoned. I actually don't know how this happened. <laughs> it's kind of the Star Trek movies. Well, Star right. Trek was from friend of Greta into friend of Dorothy into Star Trek into the Star Trek guy. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a there's a through line somewhere. Yeah. This show's got a lot of layers. It's like an ogre in here. And that's another movie reference. And thank you for your question. Hey-o. It's not it's not Western Kabuki. Uh just a reminder. And uh shouts out to Shane and Corbin. Shouts out. <laughs> I can't Hell is yeah. that really their names? Why did you write in and tell me why you put their names in there? Why I feel you? like I'm missing something. If you named your kid man corbin i'm just imagining a uh a white woman yelling at her kids in the grocery store corbin corbin and wyatt there's like, there's like an e-i-g-h in there somewhere corbin corbin um we got time for one more i think she's a big high school musical fan yeah what else we got in here this okay here we go movies podcast <laughs> I I am excited about this one. Uh, hi, Audrey, Dono, and Juniper. Nice. Hello. Nailed it. Nailed it. Yay. It's MJ, the cat dad of the Discord. What up, MJ? Hey. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I, I think I know this person. I've known, yeah, Mutual's on Twitter for like several years, I think. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. They're What's fucking up? rad. Yeah. When I started dating at 18, my friends and family often told me they could never guess, quote, my type. They meant more physical attributes like height, body type, gender, style, etc. Last year, I learned about aphantasia, not being able to picture images in your mind, which I assumed all humans had. And I learned aphantasia is most prevalent in neurodivergent folks, and the polyamorous community seems to have a lot of neurodivergent folks uh, as well who really didn't focus on physical traits in partners. So I love I love this construction. Like we're trying we're we're trying to get at uh, a sample size and like figure something out here. Right. Yes. Anyways, I was wondering if any of you three experience aphantasia, and if you find yourself attracted to a person with certain physical attributes, or really don't have a quote type. I wondered if not having the ability to picture imagery or people in my mind made me daydream less about the looks of future romantic partners, and more about the feeling and emotion experience with future partners. Love y'all. Give Picky, and Picky. if Juniper has a pet, give them ear scratches for me. Audrey, I cannot remember if you have a pet, but they get ear scratches too if they exist. I do not have a uh, cat or anything uh, currently, but uh, you can give me head pats. I wouldn't. There I wouldn't go. hate that. I, I am currently without a pet, sadly. Oh, it's been a head few pats. years. Head pats for us. <laughs> Um, I kind of have this, and this is interesting because I didn't know about any of these uh, associations. I've kind of got this. I I can't really visualize stuff in like the visual sets. Like I had something similar recently where I, I, I always assumed visualizing was like a euphemism that people used <laughs> for pictures. Like I thought that was kind of like uh, <laughs> you know, like you imagine, you visualize it. I can't really see images in my head it's more of a, but i can like imagine things and conceptualize things but it's more of like a i don't know how to describe it other than like a tactile or spatial or emotional sensation thing 
Like when like I think it, about a picturing a person, I can like see kind of a blurriness, but it's not a very clear or good image. Wow, that's a scary looking link I just posted. That um, looked like the chat exploded. <laughs> does it go anywhere? Hold on. That's the longest link yeah, I've what ever the seen. Hell it's insane. Is this? It does work though. It does take you to an image if you paste okay, it. I'm just into... gonna scroll. I'm gonna We're scroll copying. for ten minutes and uh, get this. Oh shit! Okay. So what I have presented yeah, okay, this is, is exactly what I was thinking of when you were talking yes. about this, this image. Yeah, it's an aphantasia scale where on a, at the one end at one, there is a picture of like a human head, but it's in silhouette and inside the head is uh, an image, a perfect image of an apple in great detail. That's not where and that the, goes. It's supposed to go in your stomach. <laughs> God, I'm I knew sorry. you were going to do that. I'm and then. Sorry. In the second spot, there is a less defined apple, and then finally a grayscale, or thirdly a grayscale apple, then the outline of an apple, then nothing. I and am between three so, and four. Yeah, I'm at three. I'm a solid three. So, so with this, like, I always feel very like like uh, I don't know. I I feel like when people talk about this specific like image because there's been a lot of like i've seen a lot of just not discourses aren't the right word but people have posted about this in the past and i like when people say visualize so number one the very like vivid realistic apple like i can imagine like if i imagine an apple in my head like i can imagine like like i can see a very like realistic apple but like it's not like i'm seeing it if that makes sense like right this, for me like this discussion is so hard because like when people say visualize i don't know exactly what they mean by that like i i do right. know it. like i can visualize i can visualize stuff in my head but like do you mean you do you do you mean that you know what objects that are in the real life look like and you can imagine them because you've seen them or are you seeing just like a static image like are are you are you like how do i put it do you hmm. can you rotate an apple in your mind yeah because it's like I, I don't know i don't know exactly know how to put this but like are you are are you like looking at things you have memories of because you've seen them or are you like seeing like a cartoon apple like yeah, i don't right. know like i don't or, like i when i think of an apple i think of a realistic apple but like could you wholly conceptualize a brand new thing in your head and see it god uh, see i don't know this this discussion is so weird for me because like i just i feel like it's one of those things where people are are, are like taught like fuck i don't know this is like so because i've thought a lot about this and i don't really know how to put it like i don't know how to talk it's, about this it's, it's really complicated odd. like it's I really think odd. the only way to really uh interface with this with other people is that scale thing right and like, like you me, can kind of roughly place yourself on that scale and then people kind of go wow you can see more clearly than me and then it like it gets really murky on how to describe anything other than than that yeah, because like when with like cause I'm gonna I'm gonna just say I'm a one because I when I think of an apple I think of an an apple flex. Right? No, I don't even know. If that's, that's not even a flex. That's just like I'm not trying to flex. No, it's just like I I guess what I'm trying to understand is how do you see like when you think of an apple how do you imagine like are you right. imagining an apple or are you seeing in your like mind's eye an apple do you know what i mean yeah 
the thing that like really kind of made me think about this is talking to like a couple of visual artist friends who are straight up like I know I can see the thing and I can paint it like as it is. It, I can see this thing and I can paint what I'm seeing in my head and have good like good memory for like the contents of a room they walk into or, or that kind of thing. And I was like, holy shit, I cannot fathom doing that. Okay. I, all I can think of is like, I will have vivid dreams sometimes, but even those don't tend to be very visual. It tends to be more like there's visuals happening. I think there's colors, but it tends to be a lot more spatial and physical sensation and emotions rather than visuals. I like right. how I you like said spatial sensation. Like I yeah. know that where you, you like can sense the distance between things in a yeah. dream. Or the contours. Yeah, that's interesting. Or the, the, no, that's the, a great way to put it. Portions of the thing. It's like you, you. It's like it's it's like being in a room that you've been in before, but the lights are off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that is a very good description. Yeah, yeah. I, no, because I, I know when you said spatial, I knew exactly what you meant by that. And if if that's like how this discussion is had, then I would then then I think like having a three in the scale makes sense. I think that's like I feel like I'm the three and four. Cause it's, it's very difficult and I can kind of like, I'm trying to picture my cat and I'm kind of like, she's got green eyes, but that's more something I know than so I can like kind of add a green to it. I, but everybody's on, you know, I got some kind of variation in these things and it is super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I basically get like a flash. Like I can't hold yeah, an image for a very long time. I, I can I like similar to that too. And and now that we're now that you put it in these terms, like it, I think it also depends on what type of thing it is. Like I can picture what an apple, just like the platonic ideal of an apple, is like very vividly. But like the Titanic, like the ship, the Titanic, like I have a vague idea of how it looks. Like I have sure. like the the, the shape. It, I don't know. Am I, am, do I sound crazy right now talking about this? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so because I okay. think everybody's yeah, everybody's got different things with that. I mean, yeah. I can remember that it's got four stacks and it's got red and black and white. But I don't know if I could. When I, try I to imagine more that, gold to it. There's like more gold in the image to me. <laughs> Fuck. OK, it's a late uh, time for this segment, but I'm Googling picture of the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is just a very like complex. I was topic. imagining I was remembering the gold in the stacks. Oh, yeah, there's gold in there, too. Ah, shit. But like I, it was more that I can like remember these details. But when I tried to picture it, I can't be like, yeah, the black is above the red and the white's above there. It's just kind of like it has these colors. I think now that I've specifically looked at it for this purpose, I will have a much better memory of it. Right. Like it maybe moved you up from a three to a two or like a four a to show, a three. It's a show about remembering the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> I also so we get, we should tie this back to types real quickly because uh, this was something oh, yeah. that uh, MJ asked about. Um, it's funny that like you would think maybe that if you didn't have aphantasia, you wouldn't necessarily have a type. I 100% have a type and uh, a little bit of the aphantasia. So I, I think it kind of <laughs> breaks down, but I absolutely do have a type. I yeah, I respect that analogy though. Like this person's yeah, a it's thinker. interesting. Hell yeah. But I, I definitely have a type as well, I think. I don't know. I have friends who have been like, you have a type. And there there's <laughs> some types of people that I've consistently dated, but also there's been types that are outside of that. And for me, I don't know. 
Uh, I think I've dated a lot of hot people. I'm going to come out and say it. <laughs> I'm attracted to attractive, attractive people. But then I have people where I'm like, that person's really hot. And friends will be like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I don't know. I don't know if I can give it like a consistent thing. There's definitely like a distinction for me, even just like on the looks of a person and like personality and all of this stuff is like what actually solidifies and like makes attraction for me. But if I was just like, looking at a bunch of pictures of people and they're like, which people are you attracted to? I do, I'm curious what the common theme would be because for me, it's like, I just kind of know sometimes I see somebody sure. and I'm like, Oh fuck, this is like yeah. the kind of person that I'm, I'm very attracted <laughs> to this person, but that's like varied a good amount also. And so I, I don't know. And it also feels like more of a gut thing than like, uh, Oh, I'd love their hair. Or... Yeah, well, I guess for me, part of the like type is like personality wise too, and like yes. the type of interests they have. Like, it's not like purely like a physical thing. A hundred percent. Right. I'm just trying to, like, in terms of it being related to picturing something, I'm trying to think of right. like visual elements and in that sense. I don't know. If I got any friends, I got friends. Listen, write in and be like, "No, this is your type." And I know there's a spe- there's a specific thing <laughs> with, some, with some recent and past um, chaotic relationships that there's, that there's some visual similarities with. <laughs> so wait, so let, let, let me just, if you could read it again. So the theory with the Avantasia linking to the types was it that if you have and aphantasia which is the inability to picture objects in your head you are less likely i think that's the thrust i was wondering if any of you have aphantasia and if you find yourself attracted to a person with certain physical attributes or don't really have a type so i think where they're going is that because they're talking about daydreaming and thinking about the looks of a future romantic partner Hmm. and not really being able to do that because they're more aphantasic Okay. And like, I guess I, I, I wouldn't say I have that. And I would say I do have a type. So maybe yeah. they're right. Maybe this theory is right. It's interesting, I, except I have is. the other because I, oh. um, I have a touch of the aphantasia. Like I can, I can imagine if something is moving, I have an easier time visualizing it, but like a still, I have a harder time with. Yeah. Um, to, yeah. to any psych psychology degree majors out there, this is a free, study yeah three yeah. study for you guys <laughs> three three gender variant people talking about three gender talking variant about well well not yes. even based Those off of us but you sample. could yeah well you could also just like do a, a survey like a survey type of study uh like of people this could be like cool. let's yeah like who knows who knows what these people are going to do they're in college they're they're learning about the brain who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be like me and bail on the field completely and forget most things. But people are like, oh, your background's <laughs> in psychology. Tell me some cool stuff. And I'm like, uh, I can tell you about Freud, <laughs> the guy psychology hates. I can tell you about social psychology research specific to the university I was at and research <laughs> methods. And that's kind of it. Yeah. Oh, and that's I remember valuable. like sensory and perception stuff. But that's what this is. And I can't seem <laughs> to tie this to there. I know how colors work pretty good. And like, okay, I'm going down a little bit. Yeah, you are. Here. I, I would... think you're on to something here, MJ. This is the, yeah. the color theory podcast, the official color theory podcast. Uh-huh. 
It's, it's an audio-only medium. <laughs> colors. So it's like sort of sagey, green. Cyan. I once had, cyan. Yeah. I once had a friend describe my type as, quote, fat titty Megans. <laughs> Meg- Megans? Megans? What's a Megan? Yeah. Just, What's a Megan? Um, just a girl named Megan. <laughs> Sledgehammers. Yeah, fat titty Megan is what she Hell. she said that I had a t- had a thing for. Hell yeah, I respect it. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, thank you, MJ. Thank you for writing in. You were rad. We we yeah, we loved, love you. Uh, they and I think you use they pronouns. Correct me in the Discord if I'm if I'm wrong. I think that's it. Um, they're they work in like an animal shelter and are always posting extremely sweet cat pictures and updates and have given me cat uh-huh. advice and they're they're fantastic. So thank you for writing it. You're excellent. adorable. Thank you. Yeah, these were really fun questions. It's been good. Even though we're one for three on people getting the title of the show right, let's get those numbers up, folks. <laughs> Say it with me, Radio Free Tote Bag. Nobody said it with you. Fuck. Let's do it again. No, let's, let's do it, it again. <laughs> You're Say it again. with me, Radio, Radio Free Tote, Radio Free Tote, Tote bag. bag. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> we did it. Nailed it. All right. Well, thank you for the question, and we got to thank Juniper for joining us. Yeah, thanks for thanks for inviting me. This is this is always such a fun little like like just a fun little podcast. It's just a nice little hangout. I love it. Oh. I love this show. And well, you're always a delight. You. Thanks so much for yes. coming. Thank you. I appreciate it. We love chatting with you. What do you got to plug? What do you want the folks to know about? <laughs> so not Twitter. Uh, that's dead Fuck. for me at the moment. Aww. At least at the moment. I, I'll probably be back on Twitter at some point because I have an addictive personality and I can't stay away. It's like cocaine for my mind. Uh, Twitter. Brain coke. Uh, yeah. Like I'm on, I'm on like Blue Sky. I'm on Instagram. Um, Blue Sky is uh, it's basically the same as my Twitter, which was J U N L P E R. My Instagram, which I like, maybe I'll use more now, is J U N L P E R underscore. Um, and yeah, no, I'm basically just on Blue Sky at the moment. Um, and then you can follow me uh, you, if you like hearing me talk. You can follow my podcast, Western Kabuki. And I did just drop another podcast, a new podcast, Hell my yeah. second podcast called Crate Diving with um my friend who is in the band thought crime it's a music podcast where we look at like obscure music and we will basically just review it talk about it riff about it just tell basically we just we like listening to music and like talking about music so that's what that show is so um, sick. yeah and western kabuki for those who aren't familiar is just like an internet culture type of show uh if you like if you like learning about gooning, that's the place to go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that type of shit. It's a lot of fun. We, if you haven't listened, we were on there. <clears throat> go listen to our episode. It was yeah, that was such a fun show. I'll never on that episode. I think I forget who said it, but um, Shrek pussy or ogre pussy that that line that one of those questions will stick with me until I die. <laughs> ogre pussy. It's got layers. It does. Yeah. Yeah. That's, like that, that was like four months ago and I still can't stop thinking about it. Ogre pussy has six labia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no that's that's where you can find me basically my podcast in blue sky at the moment awesome hell yeah go follow june go listen to june 
And thank you for listening to us, but you could be, we could thank you a little bit more. You heard a concerned parent, Dono, telling you we got a Patreon, $5 a month bonus episode. Thank you to all of our patrons. If you don't pay the $5, they're going to destroy another 5G tower. You have to act now. I'm going to gnaw at it with my incisors. Um, But for $10 a month, you get an even extra level of thank you because we shout you out at the end of each main episode. And we don't even have to vamp this time. We have the list ready to go. Audrey, who are we shouting out first? We begin, as we do, with Anemone. We're shouting out Anthony Lindbergh. We're going to shout out our beloved Day One Barb. We're shouting out Brian Alford is good, actually, and I understand the name now. It is Alf Lord Alf as Lord. well. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to shout out uh, Donovan's Day One, their dad. Shouts out. Oh, hell yeah. We're shouting out our good friend Dylan. We're going to shout out Gigi. We're shouting out Inflatable Dream. Which I believe is new shit for this week. Oh, yeah. You're new. Hell yeah. Thank you. You're excellent. You're amazing. Thank you so much. There's somebody who kicked it up, I think. You you rock. You were the, well, we'll tell you the wind beneath our wings again in a second. I can't believe You are also that K Friggin' Money. We shout you out, K Friggin' Money. We're shouting out Laser McGraw casts bees. Rolls to resist bees. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to shout out Mal Criada. We're shouting out MC Proletariat. We're going to shout out ooh, Cellar Door Mickey Flykick. One of the best. One of the best names in the game. We're shouting out Pablo Hummus. We're going to shout out Rico Suave. We're shouting out Riley. From episode 105, the Yellow Rose of Tote Lamb, we're going to shout out our good friend Ryan, Rich Homie Click Clack. We're shouting out Spreadable Fruit. <laughs> we're shouting out Super Deformed. We're shouting out Synth Mage. We're going to shout out the worst of all possible worlds podcasts. Go take a listen. We're shouting out Tweet Tweet Tufted Tit Mouse. We're going to shout out Wendy because everyone knows it's Wendy. It'll make me laugh every week. I still can't get over it being a niche breaking bad thing. <laughs> Last but not least, another tweet tweet. We're shouting out Ren. Thank you so much. Uh, we love all of you. You truly mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Can I shout something out too? Sure. Yeah, why not? Shouts out to that natural peanut butter that has the oil in it. <laughs> that shit goes crazy. <laughs> oh, that, that stuff is so good. Just shouts out to that. <laughs> Our favorite $10 patron, the natural peanut butter that's got the oil and stuff. It goes crazy. It goes crazy. <laughs> it, is, it is also the wind beneath, the wind our, beneath wings. our wings. In addition to the $10 a month patrons. You are all the wind beneath our wings and the peanut butter and oil beneath our wings. Amazing. Let's see here. I did the music. Uh, Horn filters the love theme from RFTB. Uh, you can find it more songs like it at, at soundcloud.com slash RFTB pod. The outro is some shit I haven't written yet. Hopefully I will get around to writing some shit tomorrow. Rock and roll. Audrey Donalds. Nope. Odd Donalds? <laughs> Rock and roll. Odd Donalds. There, that's it. there it is. Uh, all right. That's it. That's it. Amazing. I'm going to get right up on me. this. Of course, thank you. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you for joining us. And I'm going to get right up on this microphone and I'm going to say I love you. Thanks. Bye. Love you too. Bye. Bye.